0: For the heart, there'll never be a long and lonely night again. and Nikki, I'm living in my fantasy keep thinking about myself cause I could kill us by humanity some lonely nights yeah these are lonely nights I'm strapped up in my armor putting up a fight and Nikki, I'm living in my fantasy keep thinking by myself cause I could kill us by humanity some lonely nights yeah these are lonely nights I'm strapped up in my arm or putting up a fight we got this candle like you slipping on some lingerie imitating the dirty thoughts in my head today i plan to fuck for one night but i hope you plan to stay but you're too brushed, so now i have some courtesy been losing so long and now i'm trying to win again showing my light side but i never show the beast within a melanin queen thought of you as my mistress there you go with that magic all on my wish list gave up on myself i couldn't stay true i got the basics refusing this what i they ain't do. I'm so as as you, as just as call as me a eucalyptus, Dig your nose in my back, yeah, cause I just hit this, look, virgin energy, I'm living in my fantasy, keep thinking about myself, cause I could kill us by humanity, some, lonely nights, yeah, these are lonely nights, I'm strapped up in my armor, putting up a fight, we playing this game of cards, maybe a solitaire, A leading lady, power couple, we billionaires, I thank you for your heart, I thank you for your love, no more lonely nights, or lying Persian rugs, stop your
1: Welcome back to the Savant Podcast. This is episode 29, and we're back talking football uh, for football season week nine. Thank you guys so much for your support from the Halloween episode and also the week seven and eight football episode. We appreciate it, Uh, but we're back talking uh, week nine, so we're just going to talk one week uh, for this episode, but we're going to start off with our football Savant season power rankings uh, so a lot of big upsets this week. We will get into those after our power rankings, but we'll just kind of go with our uh, 10 teams after week eight in the NFL. Uh, so obviously, Cowboys, big upset, in my opinion, over the Vikings with you know Cooper Rush starting at quarterback over Dak. Uh, but they got the job done. And because of that performance, I'm putting them at number one on my list for this year. And it's funny issue. You talked last week about, you know, the Cowboys could be at number one. Uh, but then after that, I got the Packers, uh, another upset win for them as well over the Cardinals. Yeah, definitely, definitely an upset, you know, without Devontae Adams, Lazard, their top two receivers, uh, but they got the job done. And then I got the Cardinals coming out of third, you know, they did lose to the Packers, but, you know they could have won that game very easily you know with aj green you know all the memes about the controller turning off uh was pretty funny but then after that i got the bucks at number four so yeah they obviously they lost to the saints but you know there there was definitely a few throws tom brady could have made we'll get we'll get into the game after yeah with the injury to Jameis winston i think and then the next time they play the Saints, I think they'll do definitely, you know, much better. We'll see what happens with Taysom Hill at quarterback for the Saints, but I'm pretty confident putting them here over the other teams, you know, following this list. Uh, so after that, we have the Bills, big win for them, you know, over the Dolphins, uh, which was much expected. Uh, and then we have the Ravens. So they had a bye, obviously, but they did lose to the Bengals, you know, the previous week, but Bengals had probably one of the most disappointing losses of the season, and they should be ashamed of themselves for it, but we'll get to that. And then I have the Rams. Yeah, a lot of teams probably have the Rams higher, like even above the Bucks, but I'm just not sold on them yet. And we'll talk about the new acquisition of Von Miller, which I mean, I think four years ago made much different. Yeah, I have, you know, he has four and a half sacks this year. He's still, you know, a threat to getting to the quarterback, but he's not the same. Defensive end, you know, outside linebacker as he was his first, you know, few years. I think his second year, he had something like 18 sacks, 28 QB hurries, which is insane. Uh, this are MVP type numbers right there, but nonetheless, of the Rams, there it's just Matt Stafford, not 100% sold on him, you know, going to the playoffs. You know, we'll see, we'll see what happens next week. But then we have the Chargers. So the Chargers here, yes, they did lose to the Pats, and it was kind of a disappointing game for Justin Herbert. Even last year, he had that. I think they only scored three points against the Pats and it was quite an abysmal game. But uh, so it's probably his two worst starts of his career against the Pats. Belichick does well against young quarterbacks, although I thought they were going to win this game still. But yeah, great game for Mac Jones. Although I wouldn't I wouldn't pick him as my choice to be you know, the franchise quarterback for the next 20 years out of all the QBs. He's definitely, you know, looked the most polished and he's in the Belichick and, you know, Josh McDaniel system, so that's expect. And then 10, I got the Bengals. So obviously that big loss against the Jets. But like I said last week, you know, the teams outside, you know, the Colts, had they won against the Titans, maybe I throw them in here. The Browns obviously was going to throw in here after their loss to the Steelers. I'm not throwing the Steelers and certainly not throwing the Vikings and the Raiders. I'm just not 100% sold on them. And, you know, we'll see what happens with them. But uh, Ishii, I'm going to pass it off to you. So what are your top 10 teams uh, for the Savant season power rankings?
2: Surprising uh, W by the Packers against the Cardinals who were undefeated at the time um, without their two top uh, wide receivers. So I had to put them at my number one spot for that because I think that just shows that they really want to compete this year aside from all the you know other stuff going on with them. But I put them as my number one spot. Uh, for number two, I put the Cardinals, the first loss of the season, but like they were like going, like they were on like a roll, like not losing any games, and I still think that they'll be able to win a bunch, uh, a bunch of more games, and I don't think they'll have that many losses by the end of the season. So I put them at my number two spot. Uh, the Bills just recently got a win, so they're back on track for me. So I had to put them in the top three again. I uh, love supporting the team, and um, I think that they'll continue to keep keeping on this season. And I, I still feel like they're going to make the Super Bowl. I'll come playoff time where all the teams are ready to compete. Uh, number four, I put the Cowboys on there. I had to move them up. Definitely, I had to put some respect on the Cowboys' name. I don't feel like they're number one to me yet, but they're definitely top five, one of the top five teams in the league as of this point. I know Dak went out with a little a minor injury, but I'm sure he'll be back and ready to perform. And the quarterback that you know they had in the, to you know essentially replace him and take his spot for that game still performed well. So I think that the Cowboys really want to compete this year. And when Dak comes back and he's all healthy, like. week or two and he's ready to just go back to work he'll he'll definitely go go crazy and they'll definitely win some games but the cowboys have been surprising me all season so i had to give them their respect and put them in the top five put the ravens at number five because they just came they you know they're coming off of a bye week so i assume that they're all ready and motivated and uh, hyped up to get a w i believe they came off a loss um the week before their bye week but i think this bye week was a good break for them to get ready to home in and um stay among one of the top teams in the nfl top 10 teams in the NFL. I'm sorry. I put the Rams at six. I think their defense is amazing. I had to put them at number six because they still still remain one of the more solid teams in the, in the league with Jalen Ramsey on that defense and then Donald as well. And Matthew Stafford look, looks much better in there than he does in Detroit. So I had to put them there. Next, I put the Buccaneers. I think they're still one of the top 10 teams in the league. But I think if anything, what's been shown to us is that other NFL teams got better this previous offseason, so a lot of – I feel like there's a few teams that are better than the Buccaneers, but the Buccaneers, like, you can't sleep on them because, like, any moment they could just, like, go on a crazy win streak or those important games that you really think about, they'll really win. So I had to put the mayor. I put the Chiefs at uh, number nine. Defense sucks. Um, Patrick Mahomes, uh, you know, superstar. You know, we said this numerous times. I think that they'll do okay, but that defense is really, you know, just terrible. Let's just think about earlier weeks when I had their defense as mine on the uh in, in the fantasy league and, and how crazy that was. So, yeah, their defense is atrocious, but, like, on the offensive side, they got some weapons, and hopefully they could do some retooling to get their team ready for playoff time. And for my last spot, I just threw the Saints in there because I think that they've shown that they're better than uh, a lot of teams in the league. So I just put them as my uh, 10 spot. That's uh, my power rankings as of, as of right now. But I feel like this list could definitely change because, like, a lot of our predictions just, like, we're going to get into that, but it's just crazy how, you know, think, how the whole prediction thing works.
1: Yeah. And especially with uh, all the recent injuries, uh, Derrick Henry being the biggest, might be out for the year. Uh, we'll get to that game a little later on. But that's a huge, like, you know, you we were talking with him last week, MVP, you know, for the league. And uh, it's definitely out the window now. Which I'm feeling good about that because, you know, Josh Allen is my pick for MVP. So, and with the Cardinals losing, that also helps Josh Allen as well. So, I uh, love that. But before we get into the first kind of upset of the week, the Packers and Cardinals, uh, just as of yesterday, uh, some big news uh, with the Packers. So, Aaron Rodgers, he tested positive for COVID. So, he won't be playing this Sunday against the Chiefs. And, before the game the Chiefs were one point one and a half point favorite which is crazy because, uh, I don't know if you watch the Monday night game the Giants and the Chiefs it was so funny watching the Manningcast <laughs> manning cast because obviously Eli you know watching his former team and being pretty frustrated the whole game and yeah the the Chiefs like it was pretty it was a pretty fun game to watch there was one play it was like a 20yard rush I think it was like third and 25. And it was near the end of the game, the last minute, and you should watch an after issue if you haven't. But it was like the Giants ran the ball and they got a first down and they got out of bounds. And like Peyton Manning had his arms up and he's like, That's the greatest play I've ever seen in my life. Like they rushed it like third and twenty-five and they get out of bounds. And then they almost came down and, you know, won the game potentially. But yeah, like I, I just don't understand how the Chiefs are a six and a half point favorite now, you know, without Aaron Rodgers. But before they were one and a half point favorite. After that performance against the Giants. Like honestly, after that game, and even I think Peyton said it best, like, this doesn't feel like a win for the Chiefs. Yeah, they just got by and they won the game. And you know, they're hyped by the turnovers. Like it just it keeps happening. And yeah, I definitely think we're starting to see the effects of paying a quarterback like 45 plus million dollars, paying Kelsey that money, you know, Tyree Kill, you know, Tyrone Matthew. Chris Jones on defense, like it kind of affects your whole team, and we're seeing that. Obviously, I have you know confidence that they can turn it around, but you know it seems like every team kind of has the weapons that the Chiefs have. Obviously, not everyone has Patrick Mahomes, but the league is starting to take notice over the last few years what they've been able to do. Nonetheless, back to Aaron Rodgers. So obviously, he tests positive for COVID, and I'm not going to get into the whole details of it because the NFL hasn't really released. Everything they're doing, investigation of, you know, the protocols maybe being, you know, broken, but apparently, you know, when they tested him after he tested positive, he wasn't, um, he didn't have the vaccine, which is different from what he said in the off season or preseason, I should say, where he said, you know, he was immunized and, you know, there's other players on my team who aren't, and, you know, I don't judge them. Uh, so like a lot of controversies, whether or not he faked it, but the league's doing investigations, so we're not going to get into the whole details of that because we don't really know hundred percent what's going on, but let's get to the game. So the Packers beating the Cardinals. So Randall Cobb, two touchdowns. Uh, this was kind of a week of throwbacks, you know, we'll get each, to each player, but there was a lot of players that in years past have been going off, went off Randall Cobb being one of them, big weapon for Rodgers for so many years with Jordy Nelson Uh, AJ Dillon, you know, we talked about might not be a fantasy option, you know, with his fumbles, he did have 78 yards, four and a half yards of carry, but he didn't get any touchdowns. So he's not really a fantasy option in my opinion, but Adam Jones, 110 total yards. He had the TD difference in this game was the turnovers by Kyler Murray, you know, two interceptions. Although the last one, you know, we talked about AJ green, not really know what's going on. And there was all these memes like AJ green's getting cut the next day, which I mean, that would be pretty tough for your fantasy team, but there's no way they're going to cut him for, you know, he's been so valuable for that team. But I think the biggest takeaway, and, you know, we weren't able to talk about this on the last episode, but J.J. Watt, you know, might be out for the year uh, with a torn labrum, a torn bicep, rotator cuff, and he dislocated his shoulder. So that's, like, pretty tough, and with all the injuries he's had in the past. And, you know, he hasn't, like, gotten many sacks a year. I don't know if he's gotten any, actually. Yeah, and Chandler Jones, since that first game where he had five sacks, he hasn't had essentially any since then. Yeah, this might play effect on Cardinals defense, although the secondary and linebackers are still pretty strong, and they still have the weapons on offense. But I think it is a little alarming that DeAndre Hopkins, like, you know, these receivers aren't getting many 100-yard games. Like, yeah, he's, you know, throwing it to multiple guys, but yeah. And also, the Packers do have a decent defense, uh, in my opinion, now. But uh, yeah, issue what were your thoughts after... You know, obviously, you did pick the Cardinals, and I did as well. But uh, your thoughts after the Packers, you know, pulling up this upset?
2: It surprised me because I thought that the Cardinals would easily win that without the Packers having their um, two leading options. But, you know, Cardinals obviously blew that one, and they could have won it because they lost by three points. But it was just, like, piss poor on their part for them to lose. This game was the opportunity to win, especially because they didn't have their top two weapons. And and J.J. Watt, man, like, that's – I think he's definitely out for the rest of the season because that's, like – it's like his whole body is just, like, screwed right now. Like, torn labrum, bicep, and rotator cuff. And he has a dislocated shoulder. Like, he needs to he, he needs to go on the Dragon Ball Z healing chamber or something and just, you know, sit out for the rest of the year so he could be back next year and hopefully could still perform at a, a decent level for his team.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I hope this is not the end of his career either. But, yeah, he has been, seems like every year now, he's gotten some major injury. Uh, I hope he comes back, and especially for the Cardinals, they're going to need him. Uh, but then we got the Panthers, so they come back in the fourth to beat Atlanta, 19 to 13. Fourth quarter, they had the one touchdown, and then you know Atlanta only had the field goal. Uh, but Panthers defense definitely won this game, uh, holding Atlanta to a total of 213 yards. You know we talked about Atlanta's offense, you know improving over the last few weeks, and you know we looked at this game as a potential win for them and to kind of get back into the wild card race. But yeah, Patterson, you know, Cordell Patterson still had a good game. Uh, although 72 total yards, he did have a touchdown again. But yeah, Darnold was 13 for 24, 129 yards, like not impressive at all. I do think, you know, before this game, there was the rumors of you know, Deshaun Watson potentially going to Carolina or Miami, and you know, the trade deadline being this week. Uh the NFL trade line is never exciting. Nothing ever goes down. Like every other trade deadline even the in the world is more exciting than the NFL trade deadline. Uh, and especially like, why would you trade for Deshaun Watson when, you know, who knows about this legal trouble he's under, but he's going to get suspended. Like that's an inevitable, like he'll be suspended from anywhere between six games to a whole season, I think. So that's another thing. Why would you trade for him if he's still not? And Roger Goodell even came out and was like, we don't know any of the details, so we can't make a decision. But yeah, tough loss for Atlanta you know, having the lead in the fourth quarter, especially, but yeah, it's, it's too bad for them. Hubbard, you know, got the game winning touchdown. He's on your fantasy team. He had 82 yards, although he had a fumble earlier in the game, but, uh, yeah, what were your thoughts on the Panthers? I know you, you had them in your top 10, uh, in our first top 10, you know, when they were on that, you know, three game winning streak. Uh, but yeah, what are your thoughts on them? Your defense pretty much winning them the game here.
2: Yeah, I had the Panthers in my top 10 for the first couple of weeks. Like, I was I was on the hype train. They kind of slowed down in the weeks after that. But after this and their defense winning them that game, like, I could possibly see next week me putting them at that 10 spot. I mean, it's just a matter of how they um play this upcoming week. I think that they'll definitely be a, one of the solid teams in the NFL. I think there's, like, a lot of teams that's, like, worse than them. And, um, yeah, it was surprising because – I kind of figured that the Atlanta Falcons would win because their offense was, like, very promising. I have Kyle Pitts on my fantasy team, and I think he's ranked, like, the sixth or seventh tight end in the whole fantasy league. So, you know, he's been performing well. So I kind of expected this to be an easy game for them considering that, the you know, Panthers weren't doing anything crazy in the weeks prior. But obviously, betting into this game, I had my money on Atlanta. I don't even know – I don't know if this was one of my pick for last week. I'm not – I don't remember. But I know if I did – I was definitely betting on uh, uh, the Falcons, but the the Panthers obviously won. So kudos to them and Darnold, great for him as well. And um, Hubbard on my fantasy team, I didn't. He wasn't in my starting lineup, but that's just good to see that, like those select players that I sleep on, occasionally have those games. So I just I need to be more alert with that. But kudos to the uh, Panthers. But I didn't think that they would win, and hopefully, hopefully they can win next week as well.
1: Yeah, and Darnold, Darnold does need to improve. Like, yeah, like hopefully McCaffrey can come back at some point this year. You know, I know he's still in the IR, but you know Hubbard has been doing well. But McCaffrey's a different player; like he's arguably the most explosive player in the NFL. Uh, so they need him back. Uh, but the next game, so the Steelers beat the Browns, fifteen to ten. Uh, yeah, I picked the Browns for this game. But yeah, the Steelers, you know, six six to nothing in the fourth quarter. So another comeback in the fourth quarter for them. Uh, Chubb, you know, he only had sixty one yards, three point eight yards a carry arguably his worst, you know, game of the year. You know, Baker wasn't bad, but he wasn't good. He was, you know, 20 for 31, 225 yards, no TDs, no picks. Uh, and yeah, Big Ben was pretty much the same, you know, 22 for 34, but he had the one TD. Uh, and yeah, Ninji Harris, 120 yards. I will say, like, the uh, Steelers definitely have more weapons than the Browns now. You know, previously you would say that, like when Odell Beckham first came there. And obviously the last few days, Odell's been like, excused from the practice and the team uh you know he hasn't been released yet but he's essentially not part of the team right now so I don't really know what's going on with that yeah Baker was like clueless to the whole situation Baker's just I think Baker's done there if I'm being honest like Kevin Stefanski's a really good coach and yeah they've been in these close games all year but it's pretty much been Baker was come down to their losses and they should have a much better record but yeah, back to the Steelers offensive weapons. Obviously Harris has been great this year. Uh, you know, Chase Claypool, the Canadian receiver, Deontay Johnson, and arguably against, you know, Jarvis Landry, who's probably the tail end of his career. Odell had like one catch for six yards. So he's, he essentially wasn't on the team even before this. Like, yeah, don't I, I don't I just don't get it because he still has the talent there. Like we've seen it in games this year where he's, you know, shown that even in his first game. But, uh, yeah, not a, not a good game. It, it was just a horrible game in general. I, I just don't like the Steelers. Like, they just they don't play fun football. Like as Yeah, obviously, like, you know, nowadays, high-scoring games is exciting. And that's what we become accustomed to, you know, because of the Chiefs. Also, the L.A. Rams, I would, you know, also put in that category, you know, when they were at the Super Bowl and stuff. But uh, moving on to the next game. So, this is probably the biggest upset of the year. So, the Jets... Upset the Bengals uh, 34 to 31. Uh, so Mike White, you know, 2018 fifth round pick of the Cowboys actually went off 37 for 45, 400 yards, three TDs. He even caught a two point conversion. But yeah, issue like last week, you know, we we're talking about the Bengals fans, you know, trying to be humble and worry about the playoffs maybe. And then they lose to the Jets, which is. Yeah, obviously, you know, you're not the Jets fan, but uh yeah, it's pretty exciting. I mean, obviously Mike White's not the franchise quarterback, you know, Zach Wilson, they just drafted him. But honestly, it was an exciting game to watch because yeah, the Jets have looked horrendous all year, even in the Titans win. It was not a good game either. But yeah, what were your thoughts of this uh Bengals yeah, horrible loss to the Jets?
2: You know, you know what it does? It reminds me of that tweet I'm trying to find it. Where they were basically saying, um, do you hear us now? Or some 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 dumb shit like that. And was basically on social media. Had a bunch of Bengals fans in the comments, all hype. Dissing other um fans of other NFL teams. And then they go and lose to possibly one of the worst teams in the NFL. Whose franchise quarterback wasn't even playing in that game. Like, they got, they got washed by a quarterback who I've I never even heard this quarterback's name before. And that just goes to show, like, be humble, you know? Just take him one day at a time. yeah, yeah I got the W. But that tweet, that tweet was crazy. I'm like, damn, they confident. It sucks on the Bengals part. And it just goes to show that any, any, any week you can just like lose. So you shouldn't get so far ahead of yourself. Like just taking one game at a time. Yeah. I got the win, but don't start bragging on social media and them. Uh, and a shout out to the Jets for, um, for, you know, shutting them up. So I guess the Bengals would be humble now. Cause after that tweet, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, social media on Twitter hasn't been as crazy as they was. They kind of, kind of got, um, Humble, as uh, some would say. But, yeah, shout-out to the Jets for that. And I think um, when Zach Wilson comes back, I think that, you know, I don't think they'll win a lot of games. I don't think they'll make playoffs or anything. But I think that this could be a sign of where they could possibly go, and they could just work on that. And that could be – it could start, like, their foundation and stuff like that. But shout-out to the Jets. And the Bengals uh, Bengals fans should be humble. Take my advice. Just be humble. One game at a time.
1: Yeah, and, like, I mean, Burrow wasn't bad in this game, but he wasn't, you know, like Mike White – You know, he was 21 for 34, 259 yards, like three TDs, one pick. Uh, And we have said in the past that the Jets' secondary has looked good at times this year. Uh, And Robert Sala's, you know, he's great. He was the 49ers defensive coach, you know, the last few years when they've been on top. Yeah, nonetheless, like, all week, man. Like, it's just, it's all this Joe Burrow, like, like... in the last five years of all the QBs drafted, who are you starting your franchise with? And so many of these analysts are like Joe Burrow, riding him after this, you know, win over Lamar Jackson after, you know, because Lamar has had a great year this year. And it's almost been like kind of passing of the torch because, you know, Lamar beat, you know, Patrick Mahomes for the first time. And then, you know, he's been so good this year, you know, that comeback against the Colts. And then, you know, losing the Bengals, everyone's like, oh, Joe Burrow. It's Joe Burrow's time. He hasn't won a playoff game. Like it's, we need to be like, not very careful and like to jinx them and all. Cause who cares about that? But it's like just hyping up like right after they just beat the Ravens in not a very convincing, you know? Yeah, it was, it was convincing, but it was close for majority of the game until, you know, Jamar Chase kind of went off. And speaking of Jamar Chase, he was fifth ranked on the team in receiving yards. Uh, So not the, not the greatest game for him either, but he's still a stud nonetheless. Uh, But on to the next game. So the Titans, uh, beat the Colts, you know, I was I, I was hoping the Colts would win this game. Uh, they were up 14-0, so the Colts blow a lead once again. And, yeah, I don't know if you saw this issue, but Carson Wentz was there on the two-yard line, and he's about to get sacked uh, in the end zone. He could have just thrown it away. And he, like, it looks like a jump ball, like he, or uh, like a free throw shot. And literally they catch it, and they go in the end zone. And the game was tied, and they were, like, driving down, probably to win the game. Because on the very next drive, they obviously got the ball back and you know Jonathan Taylor scored, so they you know brought it to overtime. But man, Carson Wentz, like there's been so many times this year where he's looked like the former MVP, you know, potential quarterback. But then there's times where he looks like straight CFL quarterback, man. Like literally he shouldn't even belong in the league. Like there, there was the one pass against San Francisco, like the shovel pass five feet ahead of him to the linebacker. And then this is the other one where he just throws it. He's getting sacked. Like, I, I don't understand who was going to catch that and who was going to like, you know, I, I don't know, but obviously we talked about the Derek Henry foot injury, you know, could be out for the year. Uh, That's gonna be tough, you know, for the Titans, AJ Brown didn't have an unreal game, but Julio Jones hasn't really looked the same. He did have the 100 yard, you know, receiving game, uh, but Tannehill, you know, three TDs, two picks kind of the same old Tannehill, I will say that A.J. Brown like helps him out a lot, gets him a lot of yards. Uh, but yeah, Carson Wentz, 27 for 51. Like horrendous, horrendous accuracy. You know? And three TDs, two picks. Yeah, not not a good game. But yeah, what were your thoughts on the Titans you know, coming back to beat the Colts and uh, Derrick Henry's foot injury and what it means to the Titans?
2: Yeah, the Titans coming back to beat the Colts was definitely good on their part and bad for the Colts. And it's crazy. Because coming into this week, you could argue that the the Colts will come out with the win, but, like, it's like in the clutch, they kind of just, like, let it go and just give up and then just take it out. The Titans, yeah, it's a good win for them. But, like, now with the Derrick Henry foot injury, they're definitely not going to have that many weapons because as we, you know, previously stated numerous times, Julio Jones is not the same player that he once was. A.J. Brown is okay, but it's not, like, he's not, like, a top-tier superstar-level player for him to to get, you know, to get um get them yards and, and put points on the game for the team, like they don't have that many, like like they don't have superstars at all. I think Derrick Henry is their lone superstar. Tannehill is, is I don't believe he's their quarterback for the future. So it's like now with Derrick Henry out, the team goes from being a solid team to maybe an okay to below average team. It's it's definitely gonna play a, a role in for them in the next coming weeks, and they're definitely gonna miss Derrick Henry. And I think he might possibly be out for the year, so. Yeah, maybe next year um, things work out for him. If he, you know, maybe he could come back, but um, I highly doubt that he'll rush back like with a foot injury like that because, you know, you're going to want to preserve him and keep him uh, healthy for the playoffs. So maybe he could come back um, by playoff time, but if not, then they're definitely, you know, this season is pretty much going downhill from here.
1: Yeah, and yeah, maybe hopefully he comes back for the playoffs, but they did, you know, sign Adrian Peterson, uh, one of the GOAT running backs, my favorite player of all time. So yeah, we'll see what he can do. Uh, with his age. But uh, yeah, I, I don't think like he's not going to do Derrick Henry numbers. Like we got to you know, pump the brakes on that. Yeah, he was in a horrible back last few years for the Lions and the Redskins or the football team. Uh, they were the Redskins when he was on the team, just so we're clear. But uh, now on to the 49ers. So this wasn't an upset win, but I wanted to talk about it because uh, I was Justin Fields best game of his career. And, you know, we've been kind of on the Bears and rightfully so they have been kind of atrocious at times this year and they did beat the Bengals earlier this year too so they can you know tip their cap off for that win but uh yeah they had a 13-9 lead at the half uh yeah but jimmy g you know finished with 300 plus yards uh eli mitchell their you know star running back 137 yards 7.6 yards per carry crazy numbers debo samuel's been looking great 171 yards I think it's second or third game with 150 plus yards, so that's unreal for him. But yeah, Justin Fields 175 yards throwing. He had over 100 yards rushing. Uh, there was that one run where he runs to the right side and then you know kind of jukes out the entire defensive line and runs all the way around uh, for the touchdown, which was crazy. But honestly, like I was fearing for his life when like Nick Bosa in that defensive line was like running near him because there's a few times where he almost got lit up. But yeah, he's showing his elusiveness. Like, he's definitely got some Russell Wilson in him. But yeah, Matt Nagy has definitely hid that from him. And ironically enough, Matt Nagy wasn't coaching this game. So, everyone, you know, we had that clip earlier this year of, you know, Dan Orlovsky and Rex Ryan calling for Matt Nagy's head, not even his job, like his head pretty much. But honestly, like, the fact that Justin Fields had this good of a game without Matt Nagy because he had COVID. It just proves like they're probably have to move on from him. But yeah, it was nice to see Justin Fields, like when he got that running touchdown and then he was kind of yelling at the fans and it was at home, like I felt felt good for him because he's had some, you know, rough times this year. But uh, yeah, what were your thoughts on Justin Fields, you know, best game of his career so far?
2: Uh, Yeah, me and you both said in the first like five weeks of the football season that once Justin Fields is like put in a position to perform and once he gets comfortable, he'll show... Uh, his talents that we've seen from him in college and he'll expand on that. And I think this game could be what sets it off for the rest of the season. And this could build that, you know, a foundation for him and show us what he can do throughout the season. I feel like it was just a matter of time. And and against the 49ers, uh, a pretty decent team compared to the Bears. I think it shows that Justin Fields could perform well, you know, essentially it's his best game rushing, which is something that we've seen that he was able to do coming out of college so, like, the future's looking bright for him if he can continue to perform like this. And we both said that it was only a matter of time before he starts showing that he has the talent because we know that the talent is there. It's just that if he's going to be able to perform when when it's crunch time and he obviously, you know, they did lose, but he was able to show that he has the ability to win games because let this have been another team, like the, the my Giants, of course, or the Jets, they would have won this game and it would have been by a large margin. So, uh, compared to those teams, of course. But uh, yeah, like, I'm happy for Justin Fields and I hope he can keep the up for the rest of the season and uh prove the haters wrong
1: yeah definitely you know hoping for him but they don't have an easy schedule for the rest of the season i should say uh but on to another upset: to so the pats they beat the chargers 27 to 24 you know not herbert's worst game of his career but yeah probably worst of the season uh 18 for 35 223 yards two tds two picks and yeah mac jones was 18 for 35 but he was 218 uh and there was there was a lot of plays that you know, he hasn't made in weeks past, like the deep ball where he did make in this game, which I was impressed, but he wasn't expected to do much. Obviously only 18 completed throws, Uh, but the Pats defense, you know, made plays when they needed to. Yeah. They picked Herbert for a touchdown kind of late in the game, but yeah. And Mac Jones kind of only needed to make the right throws. And that that was kind of, you know, Tom Brady earlier in his career, the defense was kind of leading that team. And yeah, he wasn't the, offensive genius or goat you should say that he was earlier in his career uh but yeah great running game by both teams 141 yards by the pats and then 163 yards by the chargers so great game by both teams but i think the chargers are fine yeah the pats they're gonna win games this year you know they almost beat cowboys almost beat the bucks you know these are very close games so uh, I think they can definitely make a run for the wild card spot, and I know we didn't predict that they would, but I think I definitely uh, slot them ahead of the Browns uh, as I had the Browns maybe vying for that last spot, but I think they're pretty much done. Uh, but on to the next game. So the Saints uh, they beat the Bucks thirty six to twenty seven. Although Jameis Winston he tore his ACL, uh, but was replaced by Trevor Simeon. So another throwback name, former you know QB of the Broncos. Uh, starting QB uh, it was kind of that period like after Brock Osweiler and then Trevor Simeon just bad starting QB for the Broncos but he threw a TD and he was you know wasn't perfect but he didn't throw a pick Brady throwing two picks was definitely the difference he did throw through four Tds uh but yeah the Bucks only had 71 rushing yards total so you know I definitely and against the Saints it is hard to run the ball you know we've seen that even early the first game of the season you know, how bad the Packers did against them in the first game. Uh, And everyone was kind of writing off the Packers, but yeah, pretty much a pick to end the game. You know, Brady was, you know, driving, it was like fourth and 10, I believe. And then he throws a pick and then the guy gets a touchdown, but he was off a bit. There was one deep ball early in the game where, yeah, Mike Evans, you know, beat Mashaun Lattimore and yeah, he just overthrew him. Yeah. Saints will have to ride with Taysom Hill and, you know, Trevor Simeon for the rest of the year, unless they sign like, I don't know, Philip Rivers or Drew Brees comes out of retirement, which is not happening, I don't think. But yeah, the reason why I have the Bucks over the Saints and the Saints not even in the top 10 is with Simeon in this game, you know, Brady, even last year, you know, we talked about Brady kind of being off in some games and throwing these picks, you know, losing against the Bears in one of the games and then losing against the Rams in the season. And yeah, we were kind of writing Brady off and the Bucs, you know, for the, Championship potentially so I'm not doing that again this year because Brady is the best postseason quarterback ever and they will get to the postseason and I like their chances of the Saints but because I don't think I think they needed to get a quarterback at the trade deadline if they really wanted to compete for a championship but I never thought they were with James Winston issue what were your thoughts on this game and then going forward for the Saints without Taysom Hill and do you agree with me that you know Although this was a rough game for Brady, he will turn it around as he usually does.
2: Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I definitely think that uh, he'll turn it around come playoff time because he did it last year. We wrote them off, and we didn't even think that they'd make it like to the semis or or the Super Bowl at all. And they just started winning games, and you know, and started to do what they usually do. That's Brady. He's a you know evil genius. But as far as James Winston, I think you know they're gonna want they're gonna you know miss out on him. But I think Taysom some hell is a solid, at least an okay, serviceable uh, Constellation prize uh for quarterback. But I'm not, to be honest with you, I'm not really sold on Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill. I'm not sold on either one of them to kind of lead this team for the future. Like, I feel like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if there's any free agents that they could take that could really make them a difference. You know, we know Drew Brees is definitely not coming back. Phillip Rivers, I don't know if he would be able to, to, to fit on that team and just perform. I mean, maybe he can and, and prove me wrong, of course, but, like, I'm not really sold on either one of these uh, quarterbacks, but, I mean, nonetheless, good win for them. But, like, this, it's, it's not nothing special because, honestly, I feel like the Buccaneers are just going to do what they usually do and just, like, flip the whole script and everything just changes and they start winning a bunch of games and then, like, they're in our top five teams in the power rankings. So, like, it, it could really go like that. But, yeah, it's like shout-out to the Saints, though. Like, they did a good job for, uh, for what it was.
1: Yeah, and this shows that, you know, Sean Payton – very talented coach like he's been you know one of the top coaches for a number of years and yeah they've had a great defense for so many years it's just that quarterback play they've needed that in these playoff games and i'm just not ready to be sold on them for this year but we'll see what happens with Taysom hill like he did win some games last year he did lose to the eagles i believe last year um you know jalen hurts one of his first games Uh, i believe jalen hurts first win actually But now on to the Sunday night game. So we had the Cowboys beating the Vikings. And, you know, previously on our episode seven and eight, like we weren't aware that Dak wasn't going to play. And then, like, before the game, I found out he wasn't playing. And I actually switched my pick um, on ESPN to the Vikings, which, yeah, not, not a good decision in hindsight because I picked the Cowboys at the beginning. But, yeah, Cooper Rush, never heard of him again. Another, you know, QB we've never heard of you know, replacing Dak and we're, ho- I'm hoping, you know, the injury isn't connected to last year's, you know, gruesome injury. Uh, Cause yeah, we, he's had such a great year this year and he's our pick for comeback player of the year for sure. But yeah, Cooper Rush throwing, you know, 325 yards, two TDs, one pick, really good game for him. And yeah, with all those weapons that they have in that run game, they have the ability to do this. I'm not too sure why last year they were like so bad, but the defense has gotten better, you know, brought in the right pieces. yeah dallas d holding the vikings to 278 yards especially with Dalvin cook justin jefferson adam thielen yeah the vikings i think they scored on the first drive and i was like damn and even like the commentator was like yeah the vikings or kirk cousins i should say he does well in the first quarter of games and then for whatever reason after that it was just not the same i don't know what's going on with him and that team like i don't know you just can't make throws or whatever but dallas had 419 total yards and they you know, basically control the time of possession with the run game and Cedric Wilson. You know, he had a you know quite a few you know big catches or hundred yards. Amari Cooper having a good game, but yeah, having all these weapons definitely helps the Cowboys. Um, and hopefully Dak can be back next week. Uh, but that concludes our talk of Week Eight and all the upsets. Uh, we're not going to talk the Chiefs uh, Giants game anymore, as we already did at the beginning. But now we're going to talk uh fantasy and break down our matchups from last week so issue i'm gonna start with you uh break down your week eight matchup for fantasy
2: uh my week eight matchup was definitely a bounce back for me because i believe in week seven i think i took the L. yeah like i did amazing like i had 126 points total and my opponent had like 75 Josh Allen had 29 points for me. It was kind of expected from him to be in the high 20s. He's like uh, the number two ranked quarterback, so I'm just happy um to have him. And and before I even like dive deeper into this, I just want to say like a lot of the players I took, like I feel like I, I'm really proud of myself with the strategy I did during the draft with looking at players' schedule, upcoming schedules, uh, looking at players' uh, stats and stuff. Like I did a great job drafting uh, this year, and it's like definitely paid off. And it was like a slow start, but like things are looking uh to, to be in the right direction. Quarterbell Patterson, uh 18 points ha- uh for me. Najee Harris, like every game is just like high 20s for him. So like he's just been doing amazing. So like I gotta follow him on social media. Uh 21 points. Robert Woods uh coming back with uh 20 points for me. Uh Marquise uh Callaway didn't have uh many points for me. He had only uh six, um nonetheless, you know, it still helped. Kyle Pitts actually only had like three points for me this week, which is surprising because he's he's usually like in the high high teens, like early twenties. But I mean, I feel like uh, this upcoming week he's definitely going to bounce back and, and pick it up. I think he's going to turn it around. Shuba Hubbard, uh, 14 points that definitely helped. My kicker has seven, and uh, I had seven with the Washington uh, Football Team's defense. And uh, if I put in like uh, Van Jefferson, he would have had like eleven points for me. He was on the bench, and AJ Green actually had ten points and. That was pretty good for me, but my opponent's uh, team uh, not so good for them. They only had like 75 points, and I knew I was winning once it. I knew I was winning once I seen the players that he had left to play games. I knew that they wouldn't perform well, so luckily I I, I did well and uh, won for week eight. So as of now, I'm currently the seventh ranked player in uh in our fantasy league. I'm four and four, and I'm on a one game win streak. And hopefully, I could keep keeping on and uh getting the top five because that's like one of my goals. Because uh, my last last year's fantasy season wasn't all that great. Like I had Deshaun Watson, etc. Like my drafting strategy was bad, and it definitely showed. But like I'm hoping I could uh, do some big things this year. And so far, so so far, so good. Yeah, definitely a rough
1: week for me. I ended up losing to the guy that you lost to in week seven. But yeah, just horrible performance from majority of my players. Like Jalen Hurts, and you know we we'll got to pick him, and I picked Detroit. You know, beat Philadelphia, but obviously they got blown out 44 to six, but Hertz only has 11 points, which is just so annoying because I think the running backs for the Eagles had like four combined touchdowns and previous games. Hertz been running the touchdowns. I don't know. Not, not super happy about that one. Eckler 24 points. Good game for him. Harris 14, like not, not too bad. Evans 12.8. He would have had more points, you know, with that big touchdown from Brady. Uh, you know, Dante Johnson, 15.8, you know, decent game for him. Schultz three yards. Yeah. The Cooper rush and him did not have any chemistry at all. Terry McLaurin, 6.5 points. Yeah. I think Tyler Heineke patience for him is definitely dwindling as, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick should come back at some point And I think they got to make the switch, especially, you know, he's a gunslinger and I need someone to get Terry the ball. Like, this is, this is annoying. I brought in Greg Zerline because you know Tucker was on a bye. He had eight points, but he missed the field goal. And had he m- made the field goal and had Evans, you know, gotten that big touchdown, because I lost by 18 points, so maybe, maybe it would have been closer, but nonetheless. And then the Cardinals D had one point. Not a good game. And my bench, not much different. Like Singletary had three points. Uzma, seven points. I was thinking of starting Uzmaw better decision than Schultz, but I thought Dak was going. And then Gibson, eight points. So Gibson is not not looking good, and there was a rookie running back who had more rushing attempts than him. So, yeah, I'm not looking pretty confident. I'm five and three, I'm third, but my team looks like it might be falling apart. So, yeah, and even if I had, uh, you know, what's his face, um, Jamar Chase back on my team, still wouldn't have won this week. Like, wouldn't have mattered and. Yeah, getting rid of Ridley and also props go out to Calvin Ridley uh, for making a stand, you know, for mental health. And yeah, one of the, you know, I I definitely wouldn't say he's the the first NFL player to talk about mental health, but to, you know, take a break like this. And, you know, his tweet was very moving. So my thoughts go out to him and his family, obviously. But yeah, not a good week. So I don't know what's going to happen. I'm pretty confident going into this week I'll get the win. Yeah, I need big performances from my wide receivers. And it's kind of frustrating because, you know, Mike Evans, obviously Godwin's there, and Godwin had more points. You know, obviously Antonio Brown, but I rather have my Evans than like Antonio Brown, obviously. But yeah, not a good game. But let's get into pickups for this week. Uh so at QB, Taysom Hill, obviously. You know, he's he won't be back this week, I'm pretty sure. But you know, in the weeks to come, definitely he could be an option uh with his running ability. Uh Mac Jones. So, Mac Jones, obviously, right now, like, you know, he's like 20, 22nd ranked, I believe, but he has a great schedule uh, for the rest of the year. And yeah, I think there could be late 20 point games for him. I uh, got Mike White here. Uh, I don't know how long, you know, obviously, Robert Sala said we'll revisit, you know, the Zach Wilson situation when Zach Wilson comes back. Yeah, I don't know what's going to go on uh, with Mike White, but yeah, I, I don't expect that to happen every week, though. Justin Fields, you know, he had 27 points, big game for him, but he's got a rough schedule the next few weeks. And I was thinking of picking him up. I picked up Mac Jones because Jalen Hurts has a bye on week 14. Uh, the Bears played the Packers that week, and there's no way I'm playing Justin Fields like that. Packers D, they might kill him in that game, but I'm, not, I'm just joking. <laughs> but uh, And they got Jimmy G. So he had a big game, like almost 30 points. And obviously, you know, Trey Lance, I've had him on my team. I finally dropped him. You know we're not a keeper league, so it's a lot different. Obviously, I would have kept on to Trey Lance because I think yeah he's obviously the franchise quarterback, but I don't think he's going to get a shot you know anytime soon with Jimmy G's performance, 300 yards. Had he lost to the Bears, that's the end of Jimmy G's season for sure. But yeah, there was times in that game where he could have lost for sure. But uh, and then Cooper Rush, so you know not sure about the status on Dak coming into next week or this Sunday. But yeah, Cooper Rush could be an option in case Dak misses any more games. Then on to running backs. So Jeremy McNichols of the Tennessee Titans. So the problem with that is, is like, you know, obviously I would pick Adrian Peterson over him and I have picked him up in my league. Jeremy McNichols, like he has had some big games, but he's pretty much been the pass catching option for the running backs. And I believe Derrick Henry had like 95% of their yards rushing the entire year. So it's kind of hard to pick, but yeah, I picked up Adrian Peterson. I I wouldn't trust starting Jeremy Nichols either because you or McNichols because you don't really know. And you know, off of that Eagles game, you know Gainwell not getting any touches. And you know, next on the list, Boston Scott. He had two TDs. You know, there was thoughts that you know he might get more rushing yards, and he did, but he got two TDs, which was huge for anyone who owned him. Carlos Hyde with you know Robinson. Being out potentially for this game, he's a good option. He had some good games last year against for Seattle. You know, filling in for Carson when he was injured. Ty Johnson, uh, yeah, we we didn't actually talk about the running backs uh, for the Jets in that game, but yeah, Michael Carter had five point one yards per carry. He had big, he had a big game, and yeah, Ty Johnson, he was kind of the pass catching option for Mike White. Big game for him, and then Jordan Howard. So another throwback name. Yeah, back to like what 2017 with the Bears, and then yeah, he had a couple thousand yard rushing seasons, and then one with the Eagles, I believe. But yeah, I didn't even realize he's on the practice roster for the Eagles. He got obviously promoted because of the Miles Sanders injury, but yeah, and he had two TDs, which was crazy. But I mean, I wouldn't, I would not start him because it's like Boston Scott is probably at more rushes like he did last game. And we'll see what happens with Miles Sanders gets back, because I think he's a real good back, but they haven't used him. Uh, and then AJ Dillon, we talked about. He doesn't get a lot of fantasy points unless he gets touchdowns, and they usually give that to Aaron Jones. Khalil Herbert of the Bears, we talked about, and then Mark Ingram, you know, reuniting with the Saints. Uh so we'll see what happens there. I think definitely with Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon, wherever they go, they're gonna have to use both backs, Kamara and Ingram. And you don't want to run Kamara into the ground. So and I believe he had 10 points this past week. On to wide receivers. We have Russell Gage of the Falcons. Uh, He played a few snaps against uh, the Dolphins, or no, the Panthers this past week, but he didn't have any catches. You know, he had a big game the week before against the Dolphins. Yeah, with Calvin Ridley being out now, he could be a good option. Jamal Agnew of the Jaguars. uh, Probably the most explosive weapon that Trevor Lawrence has. Uh, Didn't get many points, but... He's definitely still a great option. Brandon Ayuk, he actually had more reps in the game than Debo Samuel. Although, you know, less targets and uh, less yards, he is getting a lot of reps, and he was the leader uh, for receiving reps. Uh, Sed Wilson we talked about on the Cowboys. Uh, He had a big game, but uh, yeah, the Cowboys are crowded at wide receivers, so that's, you know, tough. Kadarius Toney, Randall Cobb, Kedrick Bourne, of the Patriots. Uh, and then Hunter Renfrew of the Las Vegas Raiders, you know, with the news of Henry Ruggs, obviously our thoughts and prayers go to the family, a horrible situation what occurred, but Hunter Renfrew, he's also an option with that news. And Darren Waller's number should return to what they were before. So those fantasy owners uh, should feel a lot better about, you know, their pick of Darren Waller. But then for tight ends. So we have Dan Arnold of the Jaguars and he's, you know, becoming a popular Option for Trevor Lawrence for the last few weeks. Pat Fiermouth, uh the Steelers, tight end. He had a touchdown in the last game. Yeah, he's kind of like that Heath Miller-esque tight end for Big Ben. Robert Tanyan, I think he was second in yards for tight ends last week. I drafted him, but yeah, obviously I'm not picking him up, but he could be an option. Evan Ingram. So Evan Ingram, we talked last week, having the best schedule probably for tight ends for the rest of the year. Uh, he could be a great pick. David Njoku, and then Brevin Jordan and Jordan Atkins of the Houston Texans had big games, and Tyrod Taylor is actually starting this weekend after he's returning from injury. And then on to kickers, so Zane Gonzalez, Brian Johnson, Evan McPherson, Jake Elliott, Harrison Butker. Harrison Butker of the Chiefs, as I do believe the Chiefs are going to improve. I mean, we say that every week, but one of these games are going to have a blowout, I hope. And then, yeah, Harrison Bucker would be good to have, as he did have like 10, 11 points this past week, or eight, I think. Uh, And then defensive teams the rest of the year. So these are, you know, some of the top uh, teams that are still available, Steelers, Browns, Bengals, Dolphins, Vikings, Ravens, and Chiefs, uh, that could potentially, you know, make their way to top 15, top 10. uh, Defensive teams by the end of the year. But this brings us to our pick So let's go over our pick-em from week eight. So obviously a tough week for both of us because of all the upsets. Uh, I went three and two, you know, picking the Bills over the Dolphins. That was a win. I picked the Bengals over the Jets and the Lions over the Eagles, both Ls. uh, But the 49ers over the Bears and the Seahawks over the Jags were Ws. So three and two. That brings me to 22 and eight. And for issue, he picked the Bills over the Dolphins, uh, the Cardinals to beat the Packers, which they didn't. The Bengals to beat the Jets. Which is an L, and then the Rams to beat the Texans and 49ers to beat the Bears, which were both W's. So you were three and two as well. And that brings your record to 20 and 10. But for my picks for week nine, so I'm going the Ravens to beat the Vikings, the Bills to beat the Jags, the Cardinals to bounce back and beat the 49ers, the Rams are beating the Titans, and the Steelers to beat the Bears. But issue, what do you got for week nine pick them?
2: Uh, for week nine pick them, I got the Bills beating the Jags, similar to you. The Bengals beating the Browns because I think that the Browns are just falling apart. I don't know if anyone's seen on social media. I think uh, uh Odell put something on a, on his a story saying that maybe this shit with me and Baker isn't going to work, and then he deleted it. So like the chemistry in the locker room is going to be crazy for them. So I think it's going downhill for them. I put the Cowboys beating the Broncos, but I could see myself changing this if Dak doesn't play. But if Dak plays, I think that they'll definitely beat them. So this, you know, actually I'll put what I'll do because. I don't know if Dak is going to guarantee play. I'll put an extra one in there just in case. Like, I could change my mind. So I'll put the the Cardinals beating the 49ers as a, a bonus just in case Dak doesn't play. But if he does, then, like, that doesn't count. But, yeah, I had the Cowboys beating the Broncos. The Chargers beating the Eagles. I think it'll be an easy game for them. And the Rams beating the Titans because the Titans just have no weapons. The bonus is the Cardinals beating the 49ers. And I wanted to make some easy picks so I could catch up because I'm, like, trailing behind you. But, like... Just like a few games. So I think I could catch up this week and hopefully Dak plays. But if he doesn't, I think that I'll definitely the Cardinals game. I'm I'm gonna tune into that. I think that I'll definitely be able to uh catch up for uh week nine pickup.
1: But uh yeah, you're only two games behind, so it's it's pretty close and it's been pretty close the whole year. So yeah, we'll definitely go down to the wire and we'll do playoffs especially too, so that'll be fun. But yeah, so that concludes our episode and before we end off the episode uh so issue you have a new song out love affair uh it's featured uh jay spizzy you know we'll get into the song we'll break it down we'll have jay on the episode but just uh do like a one minute breakdown for the fans and then we'll play the song to end this episode but thanks guys for listening and i'm going to pass this off to issue and he's going to introduce this song and then we'll end it off this way
2: uh, yeah, Love Affair was actually supposed to be on Matrix Digital Ring, but like I feel like it didn't fit the tape because I didn't want the tape to be about that specific subject matter, even though it was with Bridget Anarchy. I just felt like Bridget Anarchy and City of Zion, it had those Matrix Digital Ring, like the sounds I was trying to uh, incorporate in that project. Love Affair was more of a laid back soul, upbeat type um joint. So I decided to put that on... As the people know who's been listening to the podcast, I'm working on my Blue Perfect follow-up album under a different title, which sounds different, but it it, it incorporates elements of Blue Perfect that people know if they have listened, which I assume a lot of people didn't. I know a lot of people didn't tell me that they told me that they enjoyed it. Um my album has taken actually a longer time to make. So I'm I'm putting out another tape in a couple months and it's like, damn they done. I just gotta do like the recordings. Like I wrote all the songs. Like I finished, I did this, I wrote the whole tape in a day. So uh, Love Affair is gonna be track six on a, a tape that's coming out in a couple months. And I had Jay Spizzy hop on it because at the time of this recording, his his EP, Life Goes On Drops at 12. So I'll be waiting for that. I had to put him on that song because I feel like he fit the song perfect. And I do a bunch of songs with Anna Londa, and I collab with Random Newspaper. But I wanted to do something different. So I collab with my brother, Busy, and I kind of dropped it around this time because his EP is coming out. So I just wanted to build out all the hype possible for his EP. And it's just like an upbeat song about being optimistic and love. And in general, like it's like taking out what doesn't work and bringing in what does. So that's basically what the song is about. And it's pretty catchy and it's fun. And I have fun with it. And the beat is just amazing. Like the, the, the intro sample is dope. That's just pretty much like a rundown of the song. And uh, we're going to play that for you right now.
0: I cannot stop in the they should been speaking the truth I just love affair oh that is going to rain on me that is going to rain on you on rain on who i cannot stop in the booth They should been speaking the truth I just love affair oh was going to rain on me that is going to rain on you on rain on who i cannot stop in the booth They should been speaking the truth I just love affair oh that is going to rain on me that is going to rain on you on rain on you i cannot stop in the booth and should been speaking the truth I just love affair oh i'm out with the guys who we I'm religious like wickedness thank god i'm indecisive i never had to fucking see. Addiction. But the people all around me, around me. Switch up like the weather. the weather I gotta get my shit together, together. Keep mixing business with the pleasure. pleasure On the island making classics Dropping shorties like a bad habit, habit. Females really cutthroat Chase a bag, never chase a fuck I tried to have love for the women They hate when they see niggas winning, winning. I'm writing a the verse, they say I'm the worst I still keep cooking in the kitchen The moral stories sound like fiction Puller of acid, now I know you tripping, tripping. Was humble time to make a killing I'm tired of feeling like a villain Cause others gonna rain on me your love is gonna rain on you. On you rain on who? You. I cannot stop in the booth. It's you been speaking the truth about this love affair. If love is gonna rain on me, on me, then I'ma let it rain on you. This on you. love affair crazy. Having my babies, giving us something to do. to do. You the woman I wanna pursue. pursue. All the shit that I gotta undo. undo. Cause they hate the issue. They never love me. That's why I fuck with a few. Hey. Love is gonna rain on me. Love is gonna rain on you. On rain you, on you. who? I cannot stop in the booth. It's you for speaking the truth about this love affair. <laughs> love is gonna rain on me. Love is gonna rain on you. On rain you. on you. Who? I cannot stop in the booth. If you been speaking the truth, I just love a fit, ooh, love is gonna rain on me. Hey. Love is gonna rain on you. you rain, rain on you. Who? I cannot stop in the booth. If you been speaking the truth, I just love a fit, ooh, love is gonna rain on me. On love is
2: gonna
0: rain on you. Rain on you. On who? I yeah. cannot stop in the booth. Uh. If you been speaking the truth, I just this love this fit, fit Ooh, love's gonna rain on you. Sick with a gun, watching aim at you. Niggas know I'm the one, so how I'm gon' lose? Rapping that so beast, till my heart turn blue. Let it all rain down when my rats go up. Ever loved someone, but it didn't show up. Ever loved someone, but they didn't show up, so I showed out Had to go my own round, break up some makeup that's played out Mess with my love, you get sprayed out, paid out, fade out Had love for you girl and it was first sight So glad that my ex is out of my life I lost myself and I had to get right Love feels so good, but that shit can't bite My girl is a dime, that's the reason I chose her We talked for a week, now she wanna come over Gave all of my papers, so name in my folder My love is like luck, not talking my clothes. Can't buy you no shoes, but you not Cinderella Left you just for her, cause I love is way better Love getting real cold, so bring all your sweaters Your love's gonna rain, so bring your umbrellas, nigga. It's gonna rain on me, love is gonna rain on you, rain on who. Why can't I stop in the booth if you've been speaking the truth about this love affair. Ooh, love is gonna rain on me, get love is gonna rain on you, rain on who. Cause I cannot stop in the booth if the issue was speaking the truth about this love. Hey, love is gonna rain on me, love is gonna rain on you, rain on who. I cannot stop in the booth if you've been speaking the truth about this love affair. Ooh, love is gonna rain on me, love is gonna rain on you, Rain on you, I cannot stop in the booth if you've speaking the truth about this love affair. Ooh, love is gonna rain on me, love is gonna rain on on you, on rain you rain on on who you. i cannot stop in the booth it should be speaking the truth i just love a say oh that is gonna rain on me that is gonna rain on you, on you rain on who you. You. i cannot stop in the booth it should be speaking the truth i just love a say oh
1: Hey guys, Stikes Savant here. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Give us a follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as well as Google Podcasts, if you like what you hear. And also remember to follow us on social media. So you can follow me on Instagram at Stikes or at Noah Stikes, as well on Twitter at Stikes And
2: you can follow me, Issue, at on Instagram, um, it's Issue underscore high on Twitter as well. And for my uh, podcast page, you can follow issue podcast on Instagram and for Twitter to follow me at issualytical pod.
1: Thanks, guys.